now it's time for the only show that doesn't care about ratings, Witness Radio, with your host, Ryan Muniak. Welcome to the only show that doesn't care about ratings. Our sole purpose is to save souls, on purpose. Go to witnesstalkradio.org for more episodes and syndication options. Connect with the show on Facebook, Twitter, Google+, Periscope, or by calling 513-900-8070. It's 2016, which means we've got a presidential election coming up. And as with any presidential election, we have to ask ourselves a ton of questions. Questions like, who's the best candidate? Who should you vote for? Should you treat the presidential election like a popularity contest? What about voting for the lesser of two evils so that the other party doesn't win? Of course, the most important question we must ask ourselves during this political season, how can we transition from the political arena into a gospel conversation? I'll try to answer some of these questions for you today. You're listening to Witness Radio. So let's start with some of the easier to answer questions regarding the 2016 presidential race. Should we treat this just like a popularity contest? I mean, is it the best idea to just vote for the candidate you like the best? I mean, sure, he knows nothing about politics or running a country, but at least he's got a full head of hair and he looks good on a magazine, right? The truth is, I think most people look at the presidential race in this fashion and then are upset when their candidate gets elected and lets them down. What about the people that think it's best to vote for their specified party candidate, regardless of whether or not they feel that person would actually do well as the president of this nation? Many times they say they're voting for the lesser of two evils. Well, there's a problem with that mentality. A, you're admitting that the candidate you're voting for is evil, and B, you're willing to vote for an evil candidate, neither of which are good. In my opinion, the people that have these mindsets when going to the voting booth should not be allowed to vote. The purpose of electing a president is not seen in either of those ideologies. When electing someone for the role of president, aka the ruler of this free country, we should be looking for someone who we feel will do the job well. That means look outside of your preconceived notions for the most qualified person for the job, regardless of popularity, regardless of party affiliation, regardless of their evil scale. Well, that last one might actually be somewhat useful. I'll talk about that after the break. You're listening to Witness Radio. Ohio Fire is coming to Columbus, Ohio, April 8th and 9th. Hosted by Striving for Eternity Ministries, Ohio Fire will encourage and train Christians to mature in their faith and share the gospel with the lost. Hear Phil Johnson and Dr. Thomas White on the topic, the Word of God. And after the conference, you'll have a chance to hit the streets of Columbus with trained team leaders. Ohio Fire, April 8th and 9th. For details and to register, go to ohiofire.org. Why you, are you uh, a foreign exchange student or something like that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So then politics really has no meaning for you here in America because you can't vote, right? Uh, yeah, but I feel uh, if we have, if American people have a right to vote, they should involve to take responsibility to make change for this country. I think uh, that, that that's, uh, that's important for Chinese people. We, we want to vote, but we don't have that right. So for American people, I think that is privilege for American people and to have that freedom to change, make a change for this country. I, I agree with you. I think it is a, a wonderful privilege that we have here in this country. Now, let me ask, being from China, where you don't have the, the 
right to vote. Uh, if you did have the right to vote, uh, who would you vote for in, in the election? I, I will vote for someone take care of the people and the fear God. Yes, someone who takes care of people and fears God. Yeah. I like the sound of that. So, uh, why you? Are you a a Christian? Uh, yeah, I am. Okay. Mm -hmm. What is uh What does it mean to be a Christian? Oh, that's a good question. I think the Christ follower, like okay. Jesus, is my Lord and He's my life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's very. That's very good. Yeah, He directs my life. Mm -hmm. Now, are are you from an area of China where? It is closed to Christianity, where they are, where they uh, don't like Christianity. Uh, I'm from the northeast of China. I think my hometown is not closed, but uh, it is true there is no uh, Christian culture there. Yeah, but uh, I feel right now uh, God's wonderful work is happening in China, and more and more people are opening their heart are willing to open their heart to uh, to know more about God and, and the Christian entity. Mm -hmm. Well, that's wonderful to hear that. So, when did you become a Christian? Was it while you were still in China or after you came to the States? After I came to here, yeah. yeah. Uh, how, did you, how did you come to know Christ or know about Christ? Did, did someone share with you? What, what did they say? Uh, yeah, God... Uh, prepare many people around my life and share gospel with me and uh, yeah and uh, he opened my heart yeah God opened my heart yeah yeah That's wonderful well uh, why you one of the uh, things that I'm doing here on the campus with the radio show is I go around and I interview people trying to share the gospel with them uh -huh. um, but you don't you don't need the gospel because you're our you are professing to be a Christian already. Um, but if, let me put it this way, if yeah. I were not a Christian, yeah. what would you share with me? How would you share the gospel with me? What would you say? Oh, that's a, that's a good question. Yeah, I, I feel I, I want to say God loves me. Uh, and he has a, I believe uh, if you, uh, if we look at uh uh, I I believe God exists because uh from the uh n like from the whole picture like the universe how wonderful the God made this earth and the universe and uh, even the small thing like a uh, cell or small thing like a uh, really small thing but it's, we can see the design so marvelous so God ex exists without excuse uh also uh. But uh, we human beings make mistakes. We fall down and we, uh, we be part of God. But uh, uh, and uh, the wage of uh, we, the, the outcome of making this mistake is a death. And the only way uh, God, uh, only way we can restore the relationship with God is through Jesus Christ. Uh, if we believe and confess our faith in Jesus and trust in Jesus, uh, we can restore the God, the relationship. We can restore, uh, not we can, but uh, the, the, the he'll restore. Yeah, it. yeah, he yeah. will restore. Yeah. yeah.
Yeah. Very cool. Uh, would you mind if I shared with you uh, how I share the gospel with everybody else? Uh-huh, sure. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, well, I kind of start off talking about the same things you do. You know, I talk about how we've all sinned. We've, yeah. we've fallen short of the glory of God. Yeah. Uh, but then I'll, I'll, exam- I'll open up the law of God so that people understand what sin really is. Yeah. Like, I'll ask them if they've ever lied or if they've ever stolen. And, you know, more often than not, they'll say, yes, I've done those things. Well, that means that God sees you as a liar and a thief. And the Bible says no thief will inherit the kingdom of God. And it says all liars will have their part in the lake of fire. And I'll ask them, does it concern you that if you were to die today, you would go to hell? And usually they say, yeah, that does kind of concern me. So then I'll share with them, well, God did something for you so you wouldn't have to go to hell. He came to this earth, born of a virgin, fully God, fully man, in the person of Jesus Christ. He lived a perfect, sinless life, never lying, never stealing, never breaking the law. And then he died on the cross, and three days later he rose again. He died on that cross to pay for the sins of mankind. He took our place so that we could have a place in heaven. And if we turn from our sinfulness, repent, and put our trust in Jesus Christ, then we can have eternal life. Then we can go to heaven. So does that sound uh, yeah. pretty good to yeah. you? Thank you. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, cool. yeah. Ho- hopefully uh, you can uh, use some bits and pieces of that when, when you share the gospel with the next person who, who doesn't yeah. know Christ. Yeah. Because we're, we're all destined for hell without him, right? Yes, yeah. Welcome back. We're talking about the presidential elections coming up at the end of the year. And I really have a problem with people that don't educate themselves on the candidates and the issues before they vote. I also don't like the fact that most people feel that the election is nothing more than Republicans versus Democrats. There are other options, people. I mean, sure, voting for an independent party pretty much guarantees that your candidate of choice will lose. But every vote towards the independent arena sends a strong message to the Republican and Democratic committees. That message is, I don't like what you have to offer, and I refuse to accept what you've offered me. If you want my vote in the future, present me with a candidate worth voting for. Now, with that being said, should you only vote independent? No, of course not you would be falling into the same trap as most Americans with the Republican or Democratic parties. I cannot stress enough the necessity to do your homework in regards to the presidential candidates in every party. Are you more liberal? Then you'll probably lean more towards the Democratic Party. Do you have a more conservative worldview? Then you would most likely fall into the Republican Party. Are you not a fan of what those two parties are offering to you? Then look at the independent realm. The point is that you want to find the candidate that you feel would do the best job at running this country. It is because of the other methods listed previously that have made our nation the way it is today. Now, there's one other thing you must remember regarding the leaders of the United States of America. All of them, past, present, and future, have been put in place by God. You see, the Bible says, Let every person be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and those that exist have been instituted by God. Therefore, 
Whoever resists the authorities resists what God has appointed, and those who resist will incur judgment. Romans chapter 13, verses 1 and 2. So if God is in control of who sits in the White House and who leads us in this nation and in all the nations, why bother voting at all? Well, according to one of the, well, according to one of the foreign exchange students that I talked with today on the show, it's a privilege to be able to choose who votes for you. Even though God has set them up before time began, it is our privilege and our duty as citizens of this great country to get out there and vote because soon enough, that privilege will be taken away and we won't have that option ever again. So get out there and vote. Vote for the person who could do the job the best. And by that, I mean vote for the person that would exude and exult Christ the most. Imagine Jesus walking onto your local college campus. What would he say? Would he be like Matthew chapter 9, seeing the people harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd? And say, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. At Christian Collegiate Network, we are sending workers into the harvest. We are training students how to proclaim the glorious gospel. If you want to support our ministry at Christian Collegiate Network by becoming a campus leader or financially, go to changeyourcampus.com. Cannibalism is okay as long as you're not actually hurting somebody. Wouldn't eating someone hurt them? I'm trying to do the best I can. There's only one way to have your sins forgiven. As born-again Christians, part of our duty is to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. Whether you're a seasoned veteran or have never witnessed before, Witness Radio has something for you. Tune in next time to strengthen your faith and learn how to defend it. Go to witnesstalkradio.org. That's witnesstalkradio.org. Okay, that name is, is really, uh, like... Unique. Unique. W- yeah. Where's it from? I'm from Nigeria. Okay. Yeah, it's... Uh, now, are you a U.S. citizen? Not yet. No. Okay, yeah. so you don't have voting privileges? No, I do not. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, why are you here in Nigeria? What made you decide to come from there to, to the States? I, I decided to do my college education here, mechanical engineering. I came here mostly because of the co-op program. Okay. And uh, I'm loving it so far. I'm a senior now. I'm getting ready to graduate, so it's been a, it's been a good ride. Okay, wonderful. Uh, do me a favor, speak up just a little bit for me. Okay. Uh, so, you obviously don't have voting privileges then yet, right? No, I do not. Okay. Yeah. If you did, uh, have you been paying attention to the candidates at all? If you could vote for one, who would you vote for? Not really. I haven't really been paying attention, but um, right now I think I'm liking what Ben Carson's standing for. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's the. Let me, let me ask you this. Uh, do you have any type of uh, religious background or anything that, that's making you want to go towards Ben Carson? Yes, I'm Catholic, and I'm really big on my faith. I attend church every Sunday, try to pray at least twice a day, and uh, I'm really religious, yep. Okay. That's neat. Yeah. So let me ask you this. Since you're Catholic, uh, they believe that you can go to heaven. Right. According to the Catholic religion, how does someone go to heaven? Well, you have to live Christ-like, okay. have a Christ-like behavior, how Jesus was here, try to, the, the typical, what would Jesus do, WWJD, this is how I try to go about my life. Okay. Yep. Gotcha. Well, see, I'm a born-again Christian, uh, and according to our religion, uh, and what we see in the Bible, is that 
we can't do anything to get ourselves to heaven. You know, doing, doing good works, living like Jesus does not get us into heaven. Um, what does get us into heaven is Jesus, what he did on our behalf. You know, um, according to the Bible, it says that we have all sinned, right. that, that none of us are good, none of us do good. Right. Um, for example, ever lied? Yeah, of course. Ever stolen? Might have the little things, yep. Yeah. Okay, so you're guilty of breaking God's commands. Mm-hmm. And the Bible says that all liars will have their part in the lake of fire. No thief will inherit the kingdom of God. Uh, so based on that, you deserve hell. And I've broken God's commands too. I deserve hell. Mm-hmm. So no amount of doing good works is going to wipe away well, what we've done. Yep. Right. So The Bible says that Jesus came as a sacrifice for us to take our place he was god in the flesh and he lived a perfect life never lied never stole yeah and then he died on the cross and rose three days later yeah when he died on that cross he was paying your fine and my fine so that we could have an opportunity to go to heaven but he said this he said repent and believe the gospel now, repent, that doesn't just mean to, uh, to say you're sorry. It doesn't just mean to confess to a priest or anything like that. It means to actually have a change of mind, turning away from your sinfulness, your sinful desire, your sinful nature, and turning to God by believing in Jesus Christ, believing in what he did on that cross and the fact that he rose from the dead. You know, putting your trust in him like you would put your trust in a parachute jumping out of a plane. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. So, let me ask you this. Uh, you gay, right? Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, okay. Why is it so confusing? Uh, you know, Catholicism, mm-hmm. uh, you know, says they follow the Bible, and a lot of things, you know, line up with Christianity, mm-hmm. but they, they do get the issue of how to get to heaven wrong. Why do you think that is? You're saying Catholics have the issue of getting to heaven wrong? Is that what you're saying? Yes, because they focus on our works and doing things to get to heaven. And But you agree with me that that's not what the Bible teaches, that it's all through Christ, all what he did. Yeah. Um, I don't think we focus on the works of what we do. Um, like I agree with whatever all you said. And uh, we, we're all sinners, and uh, there's no amount of works we can do to scratch that. And uh, we only focus on what, what Jesus did on the cross for us, died on the cross for our sins, and we use that as some sort of like, um, like, a, like an anchor, you would say, so that we don't try to do all these bad things. And no, no, nobody's perfect, and there's no, there's no way we can all do good at the same point in time. So I don't think Catholics say that what we do is what's going to get us to heaven. Well, doing good is going is, to... It, it makes some people feel that the, the, the amount of good they've done takes away the, part, the, bad, the bad they've done. So that's why... And doing good doesn't hurt too, so... Well, no, I, I, I was not trying to imply that doing good things yeah. is, is a bad thing. Doing good things is nice. We should do good things. Um, but, you know, when I first asked you, how do you get to heaven, you started talking about do, living like Jesus, doing good things. And that's not 
the gospel. That's I, not. I said living like Jesus, not living as Jesus. Okay, so li- li- living like Jesus. We're not. We're not perfect, so we can. There's no way we can be Jesus. Right. No, I agree with you. Um, but it's all about Jesus. What what He did, not what we do. Not what we do. Yeah. Um, so you know, I would encourage you to to really uh, focus on that. You know, the next time someone tell, talks to you about how to get to heaven, mm-hmm. focus on what Jesus did, not on what you're doing, because what you're doing won't get you to heaven. That, yep. it, it'll only send you to hell, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Um, so I, I also want to encourage you to, to look into the differences between Catholicism and, and biblical Christianity. Okay. I have an exclusive announcement to make right here on Witness Radio. This Saturday, you will get to hear the very first episode of Faith and Family Radio Show with me and my lovely wife. Go to faithfamilyradio.com to hear the very first episode and to get more information about the new show that we're doing. We hope you will enjoy it. And if you do enjoy it, please share it with people so that we will have more listeners and be able to do more shows and events, and all other kinds of things with the new show. If it's not a success, it won't stick around. So make sure you check out the Faith and Family Radio Show this Saturday at faithfamilyradio.com. Okay, with all the talk regarding how to pick a candidate, I thought it'd be a good idea if we actually look at some of the current candidates being offered by the two main parties. I've decided not to talk about the independent candidates at this time because there's such a wide assortment out there right now. I mean, I think it's over 100. However, I do encourage you to look into them if none of the Republican or Democratic candidates are right for you. In fact, I've voted independent for every presidential election since I've started voting. One of the main factors that I look at when deciding upon a presidential candidate is their religious worldview. If they're not a born-again Christian, I don't feel they would lead this country in a way that is consistent with the biblical foundations set up by our forefathers. So with that being said, let's take a look first at the Democrats. So with that being said, let's first take a look at the Democrats. Sanders is Jewish and Clinton professes to be a Christian, specifically a Methodist. Therefore, only one Democratic candidate would pass my first qualification for president. Of course, I wouldn't simply take the candidates at their word when they profess to be Christian. I would examine many of their other views to see whether or not their fruit is consistent with the Bible. For example, seeing how Hillary has a track record of deceiving the American public and breaking numerous laws, I would not feel she is walking in a Christ-like manner and would scratch her off my list of possible candidates. Moving on now to the Republican category. Out of the eight people that are still running, actually I think one or two of them have dropped out since Tuesday, but we'll go with eight since that's what I wrote the script for. Three of them are Roman Catholics and one of them is a Seventh-day Adventist. Therefore, those four people are immediately ruled out in my opinion because they all adhere to a false view of Jesus Christ and the Christian worldview. The remaining four all profess to be Christian. Now, this is where you get down to the nitty-gritty. This is where you begin the examination process, and it can be treacherous. Thankfully, there are many wonderful websites out there that provide you with comparison charts and a list of all the different candidates' viewpoints regarding major issues to assist you in the decision-making process. Two websites that I've used are conservativereview.com and 
presidentialcandidates.insidegov.com. Look for the show notes of this episode at witnesstalkradio.org for the links to these and other helpful political websites. If you want to grow in your understanding of God's Word and learn to study the Bible for yourself, join Pastor Andrew Rappaport as he teaches each week from the Word of God. The teaching is free through the Internet, but paid students receive a syllabus for each course with extra study materials. The cost is only $50 per year with special pricing for church groups. And you get to choose from the School of Biblical Hermeneutics or the School of Systematic Theology. Sign up today for Striving for Eternity Academy. Details at strivingforeternity.org. Michelle, we're talking to people about politics, the presidential candidates and all that. Uh, have you watched the any of the debates or anything like that? I have not. Okay. Uh, do you know uh, anything about the candidates or anything like that? Do, do you, let, me, let me ask you this way. Do you have a person... Sorry. Do you have a... Uh, candidate that you are leaning towards for the presidential election? I do not. Um, I just turned 18 not too long ago, and I'm not even registered to vote yet because I haven't felt a strong urge to get in the the whole system yet. So I don't have a candidate I'm leaning towards. I just have ones that I'm leaning away from. Well, shame on you for not registering yet. Right. No, I'm joking. Um, no, I actually was just talking to a foreign exchange student from China, mm-hmm. uh, and they don't have the right to vote over there. And he, he was talking about how he wishes he, he could vote here because it is a tremendous privilege to choose who gets to lead over your country, whereas mm-hmm. he doesn't have that right in his country. Um, so I, I do encourage you to vote. Um, but uh, outside of that, you know, you, you uh, kind of threw my whole interview process out the water here. So let me ask you this. Uh, what what values or what topics are most important to you going into a presidential election? Like if you were to go and register, if you were to start, uh, you know, looking at the candidates, what would be most important for you? Um, I think the immigration stuff is something that, is definitely important to me right now, and that's a big topic throughout the debates. Um, the abortion rights, either pro or con, or pro or against, that's something that I have thought about and I care about. And the economy, somebody's got to take care of it. So that's definitely on my list of things to look at. Uh, do you mind if I ask you what are your views on those three issues? Uh, let's see. Abortion, I am, I'm, I'm wavering because I can see it going both ways. But if I had to vote, I would vote to make it illegal. Um, immigration, I would say not to deport all of the people that are currently here illegally, just because they do um, supply such a heavy workload for us. And as far as the economy goes. I think it's not too bad right now, but somebody who knows how to work with money, I would like to see in the office. It sounds like you might be leaning towards the Republican side. Do you have any idea what Democrat and Republican means? Yeah. Okay. Um, previously, like I'm, I call myself a conservative liberal. Okay, I've heard that term before. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Uh, if my government teacher hears that I haven't registered to vote yet, I'm going to get my butt whooped. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. You're listening to Windows Radio. So now comes the most important question. How could you transition from the 2016 presidential election, or any presidential election for that matter, into a gospel conversation? Well, one way to do it would be to discuss the various issues and ask them why they feel the way they do regarding those issues. This will open a door for you to explain why you hold to certain views about the issues, allowing you to bring up your faith in Christ. Another way that you can transition into a gospel conversation from the presidential election is to talk about the religious views of the various candidates. A third option would be to hand a person a million-dollar bill gospel tract and ask, which candidate would you most like to see on the front? The transitions are limited only by your imagination. But even if you can't think of one, don't let that stop you from sharing the gospel. Remember, no presidential candidate will save this world. But our hope lies in the King of Kings and Lord of Lords who has already saved us through his shed blood on the cross. Now, before I go, I wanted to share with you about a special holiday coming up tomorrow. I'm not sure if any of you are aware of this, but it's Charles Darwin's birthday. You see, many atheists and evolutionists have pretty much made this a holiday to celebrate the lie of evolution. Well, Christians are taking it back. We've decided to start our own special day called Question Evolution Day. And to kick things off, tonight at 8 p.m. Central Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, Eric Hovind and Mark Spence will be hosting a free live webinar. They want to equip and encourage you how to share and defend the Christian faith and how to debunk the claims of evolution. Go to creationtoday.org to find out more information about Question Evolution Day and to register for the free webinar happening tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. If you enjoyed this episode of Witness Radio, please rate it and share the show with others. Until next time, the fields are ripe for the harvest. So what are you waiting for? Get out there and share the gospel. May God bless you. Witness Radio has been brought to you by the Muniac family.